the what, the how, and the why. That's what we're talking about today. What's up, everybody? So we're going to talk about something that I uh, talked a little bit today, or this week, I'm sorry, kind of on just Instagram and something I'm going to be talking about the team here at our team meeting in about an hour and a half. Um, you know, I, I like to do these audits at work every once in a while with clients, and generally I like to like randomly select people. This one I kind of just went more of the OG route, people that have been here for a long time. And, uh, you know, asking questions along like, hey, like you've been here for X amount of years. What have you seen in the business? What do you really like? What do you think we could do better? Um, how is the team currently now? Those type of things, right? Um, and it's always good. It's like, it's one of those like constructive criticism things. And I really appreciate for everyone that does like respond and actually take the time to like give me a very genuine answer. And there's generally like, you know, two or three out of the five that I always select that are always like super grateful, super happy. Everything's awesome. Don't change anything, blah, blah, blah. And there's always like the other half that's like 80% of it is really good. And here would be the things that I've seen that we need to change, right? <clears throat> and a lot of that has kind of influenced me into this topic that we're talking about today, which is more of like the quality of what we do as coaches, but all areas of life when you think about just results in general, is when we look at results, we have to think about understanding that there is a perp, there's a part of it that is definitely what are you doing? Then there's another big part of it is like, how are you doing it? Which is more execution. And then the last part, which is kind of the driver and the sustainability aspect of it is why are we doing it right? And I think if we don't ask ourselves all three of those pieces to everything, and there's even some stuff, like I was even thinking about that. I was always like kind of just prepping some of the stuff this morning it was like, then there's the who and there's the where and there's the when and, you know, it's all the, the five W's and the how. And I think it's important to kind of really, you know, when you, especially when you look at results for what I do as a coach, what I do in a business, what I do for myself with fitness, what I do, you know, financially for myself, all that, all this stuff, right? Just think of a very well-rounded approach to this as always. Um, so I kind of want to jump into all of it, right? And I'm going to try to give you guys, as usual, examples of things that I see just with my work and my training um, and how they kind of apply to this model of what I'm talking about here. So yesterday I used an example of kind of the what and the how kind of on an Instagram post, basically saying that like what you do is not as important as how you do it, right? So the how is kind of the quality, it's the execution, it's how effective and efficient is that what you're doing actually going to be. Um, and you know, there's a book by Chris Voss called Split the Difference. I read this probably a couple of years ago now and he talks about this and it really stuck with me. It's, um, I'm always going to butcher the number. It's like 8%. 30, it's 8%, 38%, and 55%. So whatever, it's like 8, 38, 55, or something like right around those numbers, right? And when, and what he says by that is he says 8% of communication is the words that are spoken, right? The other 37% are going to be kind of the tonality, right? And then the other rest of it, the 55%, it's going to be body language, and I could be screwing them up. So <laughs> now that I'm talking about it, I'm forgetting how I did this, but um, whatever, a big chunk of it is understanding that over 90% of communication is tonality and it's body language. So it's not necessarily what you're saying, it's how you're saying and it's how you're presenting it, right? Um, I talk about this in sales training all the time with the team and everyone that does sales here. It's like, you know, your tonality, your, your energy, your body language, like makes a bigger impact than just what you're selling. So what I mean by that is like, I can give you a script to say on the phone. I can give you a script to say for the fit start, um, and I can have very, very different results from people saying the exact same thing, right? Because it's the tonality, it's the conviction, it's the body language, it's the excitement, it's the transfer of energy. Um, and that's where the execution and the results are really going to defer person to person. 
Um, and then to give you guys kind of a, re a results one for more gym stuff is, you know, a lot of you could be going to the gym and working out and doing your reps and doing your sets and doing the weight that's maybe prescribed. Um, but the how is more of like the execution and the tension, right? I was actually listening to a really good podcast by Ben Pakulski, and I've been following this guy for probably about 10, 12 years now. And uh, he's probably the most aligned out of the in the bodybuilding space. He's a retired bodybuilder now, but most aligned kind of for my view of just health and fitness and style of lifting and things like that. And one of the things that he always says, and he said this for a very long time, um, is your body doesn't understand weight. Your body understands tension, right? So I can lift 400 pounds on a deadlift and I can lift 400 pounds on a deadlift uh, with proper execution. It could be a very different response. So it's not necessarily always load. There's distance, there's load, there's time. There's a lot of things that manipulate kind of how we work out. Um, but mind to muscle connection is a huge thing that he talks about. So he always is a huge fan of like tempo work and eccentrics and isometrics and end range stuff and really challenging the muscle. So instead of it just being a weight conversation um, or a rep conversation or a tempo conversation, he's always like, it's a challenge conversation, right? Like how much can we actually challenge the muscle so we can facilitate growth in what we're trying to do? Um, so that's kind of a big thing, right? And you guys have heard me even say this on the nutrition space, right? It's like, you know, you could be eating the same thing and person A can be eating it in a de-stress state, taking more time to chew, doing it in a better environment and have a better response, right? Or doing it at a different time with the same calories. Like I've talked about that a lot in nutrition, that there's a, there's a big piece to the how as well. So understanding all that, when you guys think about anything in life that you're trying to have better results from, what is obviously the opening conversation always, right? Like, what are you doing, right? So if I were to go and be a business consultant, I would say like, okay, what are you guys doing day to day? Because if you would need to improve X, my first thing is what are you doing to acquire X, right? Um, and that doesn't matter if it's, you know, trying to lose 5% body fat or add another million dollars of revenue to your business or whatever it is, right? I just, I tend to use business and fitness because it makes the most sense to me. Um, so I always will, will we open up the conversation with what, right? That's really important to ask yourself is obviously what you're doing. But the second part of the conversation, which is even more important is the how, right? The how is the execution. Um, and I will tell you right now, a lot of people are taking the right steps in the right direction by doing the right thing, doing the what, right? Um, a lot of us tend to fail and especially more sustainably in the long term with how we're executing it. Um, and I'm going to tell you the thing that really separates the best coaches, the best business people, the best parents, the best everything in life, the best players in the world is how they do it, their execution, their focus on quality. Um, you know, I always like to think about really like high level athletes, right? The, what, what makes Steph Curry the best point guard in the world, right? Like what makes him different than other people? Obviously, there's going to be raw talent. There's obviously the things that he is doing, the what. Um, but it's how he does it that makes him amazing, right? It's how you do everything, your level of execution and your, your presence and your, your detailed oriented mindset and your, your ability to spot things that most people at a very just kind of complacent level will never spot. Um, that's the difference from a quality standpoint. That's the difference from a result standpoint. Um, but then the big part for me, which is kind of always something that I try to do, like, for example, in team meetings, I always kind of, we do like the, the why reminder every once in a while the why reminder is basically saying that like why are you doing what you're doing right because if you can't answer that question you're going to get really stuck with long-term motivation you're going to not find sustainability or it's just going to be harder to continually keep reminding yourself that how i'm doing it is really really important right because think about it this way 
Um, and this is something I'm going to talk about in my team meeting today is like what we do as coaches is, you know, correcting form and programming and helping people build structure and holding them accountable to it. Um, you know, and I have a saying in my industry that like, you know, trainers will tell you what to do. Good trainers will maybe even tell you how to do it. Great coaches will tell you why to do it, right? Because the why is going to be the thing that's really going to be able to kind of really solidify and convince someone from an internal perspective on why they should be doing it. Because if you don't find the why, you won't have purpose behind it. You won't have intrinsic motivation behind it. Um, and if you don't have that, you're chasing, it's kind of like the, it's the carrot scenario. You're chasing the carrot always. You're chasing the reward. You're chasing the result. You're chasing the dollar. You're chasing whatever. And that's an extrinsic motivator. Um, and I think that obviously has diminishing returns eventually because like you're just, you're always kind of out of the process. You're always kind of out of the moment. You're always chasing something that's not there. Um, and I speak on this all the time. So for me, it's like when it comes to the why, the why is really the thing that kind of lights the fire inside of us to intrinsically motivate you to continually move forward and to continually push the boundaries and to continually accelerate in all areas of your life and your career and your relationship with your fitness, with your health, whatever it might be, right? So the why needs to be something that's consistently reminded and consistently written down and consistently asked for yourself because without that being there, um, you will always kind of start to dwindle down and you will start to lose motivation and the how of how you execute everything is going to start to get worse. And then you're just back to square one doing the doing, right? What I mean by that is like, you're just doing what you're supposed to be doing, but you're not really doing it at a high execution level. You're not really doing it from an intrinsically motivated position. And, um, I don't know. The easiest way to explain this to you is just basically that, Working from the bottom up will always be the best scenario for all things in life, right? So, and for me, it's like I even talk about this to myself all the time because there's moments in my business career and my fitness sometimes where we all get a little complacent, right? And the problem with complacency is it's a very, very dangerous drug to be sipping on because um, it's just like any other habit in life. One good habit leads to another good habit. One bad habit leads to another bad habit. Those steps are just very dominoed into each other and they build momentum on each other. And complacency is a, you know, I had a great conversation with a client of mine earlier this week and one of the guys that I was talking to about all this stuff. And um, he said, you know, the hardest part about your business and what you do is the fact that it's, it's completely dependent on the people that are running it. Um, you know, so for example, it's like, I might have a really cool model. I might have a really cool program or style of training, or we might have a very cool structure to how the business is ran with our check-ins. And, you know, those are things that make us very different on the very superficial level to the marketplace. Um, but at the end of the day, I, you know, I always say that if you look at all the reviews, they're really, they're, they're written on somebody, right? This coach did this for me. This coach made me feel this way. So it's always a very people driven business. And for me, when I think about my business at scale, like that's the hardest part about scaling a gym business is, or at least keeping the quality at the forefront, right? You know, and I wanted to be a higher ticket service. I wanted to be a higher quality service. I wanted to be a system that I feel like could really, really solve the problem of what we actually are in the business for versus just being another coach that's counting reps and telling you, uh, you know, lift a little bit harder, go a little bit faster um, because there's way too much of that in the industry, right? So when I use these examples for you guys in business is like, think about all these areas in your life that like, what are you actually trying to improve? What goals do you have set out for yourself, right? Do you have goals in your workplace and financial goals? Do you have works in relationships? Do you have work for yourself and your health and your wealth or, you know, whatever it is that you have set, First, write down, okay, this is what I need to do in order to get there, right? Like, what person do I need to become to actually achieve this result that I have for myself, right? Because the habits that you do are the thing that's going to keep you kind of in the moment, in the present moment, doing those things. 
Second thing is then get yourself into the how. How is the execution going to be different than the normal people, right? Because for me, it's like study everybody. Stop the top 1% and study the bottom 1% because what the bottom's doing is obviously not working. What the top is is obviously working and take and extract information from doing the opposite of what the bottom is and doing maybe exactly what the top is doing and even refining more on what you could do more, right? So for me, just to give you guys another example on that, like when I opened up the gym, I went and went secret shopping to every gym in Palo Alto. And I said, okay, what do I like about this model? What do I dislike? What do I like about the price point? What do I like about how the class structure is? What do I like about the programming? What do I like about all that? Then I said, writing all those things down and I studied them like, how can I make all those cons more effective, more efficient? How can I make all these things that are working really for, for, for really well for them and even make them better? Because that was going to be how I built a better how, right? And that was going to be the reason that we were going to be able to execute at a higher level and outperform every other gym. So for me, that was the how. The why is something that I continuously always remind myself, and you guys have heard me even say this in the year and a half of doing these podcasts, you guys have seen this in emails before, that if you are not consistently reminding yourself of the why and you're not consistently driven by the sense of purpose that you have for what you do, for whatever it might be, it's not just kind of a work-related conversation, whatever it is. When you have a real sense of purpose, it's really, really easy to motivate yourself. It's really, really easy to be self-sufficient and to continually educate yourself and continually want to be at the top of the food chain and be the best possible version of what you are. If you don't have a really powerful why, that motivation dwindles and then you end up being someone that's had 10 years in the same career with one year of experience, right? I kind of have a saying that there's some people that have 10 years of experience and there's some people that have one year of experience repeated 10 times. So being complacent is a very dangerous place to be. So the why is the thing that's going to really, A, require you to say, maybe I don't like what I'm doing or maybe I really am not in alignment with what I think my goals are because of the goals and sacrifices always are not in alignment. You're not going to have a really powerful why. Um, so I just want to keep this one kind of short. I want you guys to kind of think about that. When it comes to all results in life and everything that you're chasing, remember that the what is very important. The how is way more important and the why is the most important, right? And if you can really start from the why and then build on the how and then figure out what the what or whatever order you want to build it from, just understand that the why is the most, the how is the second, and the what is the last, okay? All right, guys, as always, take care. Have a great weekend, and I will talk to you guys next Friday. See ya.